Okay, hey guys, welcome to Help Mix, where you help me release my thoughts and opinions, and I help you with whatever my thoughts and opinions can help you with. So, today, it is episode 8, and we will be talking about plyometrics versus weight training. So, before we get into the whole which is better and how we do it and so on and so forth, I want to define what plyometrics is and what weight training is. But first, I already did I already did kind of define weight training in a previous episode, I think episode 7. It's part of the resistance training. I already defined it there, so check that episode out. For plyometrics, it uses speed and force for different movements so it's great for Im- high impact sports it's used it, it actually used to be called jump training so it practices explosive movements with a combination of stretching and contracting of muscles so some examples of plyometrics would be box jumps some clap push-ups and throwing some med balls everywhere etc 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 so Let's get in straight away to the versus. So plyometrics involves less total force on your legs or on your muscles, but higher explosive muscle contractions. Weight training, on the other hand, has a lower, uh, sorry, a slower motion, a higher total force on muscle. So. I am here on this website right now on a research that says plyometric versus resistance training, which is best for short-term results. Mind you, this is on short-term. I am still, I have still yet to find something about long-term. So, if so, I may discuss that in like a shorties episode. But this is this research right here is for short-term. Uh, my. So, sorry. So I could be slow in reading this because I just pulled it up. I will try to link it so that you guys can read on it. I don't know yet how to link for Anchor or Spotify or what whatnot. So here it goes. In a recent study published in the Journal of Strength and Conditioning, researchers compared how a short-term, eight-week training program with either plyometric or strength-based workouts influenced lower body musculature. So this is mainly focused on lower body musculature. So the goal of the study was to compare how plyometric training differed from resistance training when the goal was lower body musculature and performance. So as you can see, this really ties in into football or soccer, whatever you got. Researchers note that lower body performance is the summation of both slow and fast musculature contractions. So that's anaerobic and aerobic. So they wanted to see if either programs influenced one of these characteristics more than the other based on that eight-week timeline. So for the study, the researchers recruited 30 males and then split them into three groups, the plyometric, resistance, and control. So each group had two weekly workouts catered towards the group that they were split into. So each week, the groups would go into the gym to partake in either a full plyometric workout, which had skipping and jumping variations, or a resistance workout that involved movements like the squat, leg press, lunges, and the groups had to allow 48 hours of recovery in between sessions. But 
never let 72 hours pass before finishing their second workout. So, uh, okay, researchers had each performed five tests that included a 20-meter sprint, 505 agility test, vertical jump, broad jump, and one RM back squat. So, they recorded the subject's body mass and weight before the first day's assessments. And the subjects were instructed to refrain from exercise 24 hours before the assessments and from caffeine 4 hours prior. It's, this, was, this is actually good because caffeine could alter the explosive training. So it's good that they were refraining from having caffeine 4 hours prior. So here's the results. Uh, and then practical takeaways. <clears throat> so, researchers found that plyometric training influenced anaerobic training adaptation slightly better than the resistance training group. But, both groups did see an improvement in their pre- and post-assessments. For the vertical jump, the plyometric training group saw an increase of 17%, while the resistance group saw about 6%. This makes sense because plyometric again is all about explosive muscle contractions explosive movements so for a vertical jump which really is all about being explosive and power then plyometric is the way to go so conversely the resistance training group saw a slight increase in total lower body musculature although the results were pretty similar suggesting that plyometric training in a micro setting can do an adequate if not job at improving lower body strength for the 1rm back squat assessment the plyometric and resistance groups saw a 14 approximately 14 to 17 percent increase respectively so the results of the research here is the takeaways so both plyometric and resistance focused workouts can help improve power and one rm strength in untrained populations those so mind you untrained populations for like professionals this may have a different effect those with a short-term goal could benefit with using one style of training over the other for example, if your goal is to improve your jump for basketball, then utilizing a more plyometric-focused workout could be more beneficial. If you're short on time and working towards a specific adaptation, then a hierarchy of these two could be beneficial to improving training efficiency. So again, I'm going to try to link these down. They also put the reference of the exact journal of strength and conditioning research. So this is written by Jake Bowley last updated on october 19th 2018 so yes i'm gonna try to link this down so that you guys can read it and understand it but yeah so last key point i guess for this episode is i have three rules for plyometrics so first is do not do this every day because plyometrics is all about explosive movements every rep has to be perfect or like you have to do this you have to do every rep as quick and as powerful as possible so it's a lot of stress on your body and too much stress and doing it every day will lessen your explosive gains will lessen your power gains so a maximum of three times a week for plyometrics is is ideal so second is you need to limit your total reps and this goes in with the not 
too much stress. So a 2008 study actually found that athletes who performed less volume of plyometrics per week experienced higher improvements in speed and explosiveness compared to athletes who had a higher volume. So three to six sets to three to eight reps is usually ideal. And then lastly, for the third rule, it's you have to take enough rest between sets. And again, all of these rules you can see, they really tie into recovery and not putting too much stress on your muscles. Yes, you have to work hard. Yes, you have to progressively overload. And yes, every time you work out, you have to give your 100%. And precisely, to give your 100%, you have to rest. And working hard doesn't mean all day. Well, like, working hard doesn't mean, like, every single day you're going to go as intense as you can go. You need to properly balance it out. It's a marathon. Your performance, your career as an athlete is a marathon. So you need to take adequate rest. I don't know if adequate was the right word. You need to take proper recovery sessions, proper rest between days, between sets, between exercises, so that you can perform at the highest level. So again, take enough rest between your sets. You need to perform each rep as quickly and most powerful as possible. So basically, plyometrics is kind of like when you when you do weight training for strength, you do like less reps, but each rep you're like exerting the most that you can so that's what it is about plyometrics so yeah that's all we have today 10 minute episode quick actually quick very quick um info session on plyometric versus resistance training i hope this helped you for your training yeah that's it bye guys thanks